0: Okay, B'Azhar Hashem, continuing with Rav Valley's commentary. So. Now, the emanator, Hashem, praise be He, was damaging and destroying the universe in order to fix it. To show His perfection emerging from apparent chaos and brokenness. That's the way Hashem is always working. He's always causing apparent disasters and scary situations, which always turn around into, uh, to reveal that it was really just a setup to show the saving hand of Hashem. All good stories are like this, all good drama is a hopeless situation what it looks like a hopeless situation, really of revealing that it was from deep design to reveal the ways of Hashem that are perfect. So, so very before, the very basis of reality is, is constructed this way, that there's everything is breaking, and then everything is being repaired. Now this is what it means that the spirit of Elohim was hovering over the face of the waters. What is the spirit of Elohim? So the Arizal teaches us that the word for hovering, mere is mem Reshkhatpef, Merachapet, the hovering, the word hovering. If you take the first and last letter, is mem taf? is mate, is death, death. The shattering, and in the middle is Resh Chet Peh. And through Kabbalistic tradition, Resh Chet Peh is equaling 288, is the 288 sparks of holiness. Now, there's, there's as many sparks of holiness as there are moments and objects in creation. And, um, and there's a new spark for each moment for each item. So, there's like the sparks are as many as there are particles in the universe for all moments of time but the concept of 288 is a special number which is representing certain certain items which are too deep right now but the point is is that the word is representing how the universe shattered and so many sparks of energy of potential of stitching the universe back together falls down with a shattered universe so it's hinted too in the word "merhapet" that there was a death of the sparks and the and of the, the shattered vessels; like everything descended to a shattered state. But it says that the spirit of of Elohim, the Ruach Elohim, is hovering over that situation, immediately ready to start repairing it, and that's why rabbis tell us that the word for. Vruach Elohim is the ruach Shel Mashiach, that the spirit of God hovering over the waters is identified with the spirit of Mashiach. That the purpose of the spirit of Mashiach, ruach Mashiach Hashem, it's called the breath of our nostrils. the the breath the very, the breath of life is the process of Mashiach. Mashiach means to draw down, to draw in a breath, to draw down a breath, to draw down air, spirit, which gives life. To the shattered universe. And I'm going to add a little here that there are, we know there are five levels of the soul. There's five levels of soul. Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, and Yechida. The nefesh level of soul is representing the idea of basic standard life force in any item anywhere in the universe. And this is identified with what dies and could sin or break or get damaged. But Ruach, the next level of soul already, is representing the spirit of, of repair and wind. The idea of, of the wind uh, which, which washes over a shattered scene to breathe life into a, a shattered dead corpse to reanimate it, the the light of reanimation and so that is really the process of Mashiach of, of Messiah is already beginning at the very beginning, Messiah, the process of Messiah in a hidden way has been occurring since the very cosmic beginning of reality, and that's this spirit of God hovering over the waters yeah that the spirit of Messiah was formed by the emanator, by Hashem, praise be he, to fix up all the brokenness. Now we have to understand, though, that the process of Messiah, the, the spirit, of fixing everything that had just been shattered was hidden right now and in this situation right now before the work of repair begins everything at that point was very very mixed up every all energies were totally not interacting with the other energies it was like a shatter, it was like a shattered body like that that which gives life and functioning and happiness and and, and and ecstasy and perfection to a body or to an emotional state of being or to a mental state of being is when all of the constituent parts of any system are in perfect unity and every part is interacting with every other part to create an exponentially amazing amount of combinations and connections. The intelligent brain has the most neural connections where there's neur- where there's neural integration between all the different areas of the brain so we can imagine a super genius has the most neural connections where every part of the brain is speaking with and connecting with every other part of the brain a person is learning a language he's making so many connections between all the other different words of the language until he masters the language or any masters any field of knowledge it means he makes all the interconnections in the different components of that field of knowledge he's truly an expert or a master in that field of knowledge if he can make and understand in every combination how all the different parts interact so the universe is like that as well the perfected universe like the perfected mind is awaiting all of its energies and components to completely interact and interconnect with every other component such that in a very deep way we can say that the universe is so to speak like an organism which is relearning and growing and maturing very much like a person grows and matures and becomes who he is by connecting up all the different parts of himself integrating all the different parts of himself and so the process of history really has been rehooking up and rewiring up every broken shattered device or element of the universe itself and such that it's truly is the fact that every moment, every past experience that has ever transpired in the process of history is a lesson learned and an integration made, which can't be broken again. Human beings might get Alzheimer's and forget at least in the revealed state of things might, Lose their memory and forget what they know, but the soul never forgets. The higher levels never forget. All connections that were ever made, all experiences that were ever had, are remembered. Are being stored in archives and in in memories of spiritual energy and of consciousness that never forgets anything. As we say every Rosh Hashanah, There's no forgetting in your in your holy throne in your, in your archives of the memories of the re stitching together of all, all conscious energies. A human brain in the physical world might be liable to lose contact with what it remembers from all prior lifetimes, but in the spiritual world it's not. But either way, this situation right now, at the very beginning of time, is representing the ultimate extreme of lack of integration and communication between energies of consciousness. Yeah, there was no revelation of any of the holy levels there was no revelation of any of the holy lights which reintegrate energies which reintegrate all the levels of consciousness all of that was hidden only in potential only as a spirit of Messiah hovering over this situation very very abstract very very abstract with very beautiful ideas Every process is like this, though. Everything which begins in a seed, or begins as a tiny infant, or begins as an extremely undeveloped level, it's beginning this way because the universe was set up this way. That the universe on a cosmic metaphysical level is first always set up as a great lack of maturity, a great lack of development, awaiting a spirit of intelligence, maturity, order, connection, learning, growth, to come into that situation and make it grow that we see that in the physical world by any growing organism, Uh, we see that in the mental level by any project of mental development, and truly all the worlds are unfolding this way, which is very, very beautiful and deep. So the the concept of the spirit of Messiah, that you might say, you know, it's not a human being. This Messiah here is not a human being, right? There's not even land yet. There's not even dry land. There's not even stars and moon and sun. But the desire of the Creator that there should be the process of Messiah, which is the universal process of fixing this whole shattered world, immediately commands and activates the power of kindness of giving of expansion which is called mystically the right arm the right arm of giving extension expansion giving out as the strong right arm gives out this is called let there be light so interesting very very interesting you know we don't want to miss this crucial point this critical point is that it's the spirit he says here it's the spirit of Mashiach the spirit of messiah is commanding on the, the the attribute of kindness to start the process so i would say he's not spelling it out but we're right now identifying the process of mashiach or the spirit of messiah with the sphere of bina the the kabbalistic sphere of bina or the level of called repentance or teshuva the which the ultimate idea of repentance or teshuva is when you take a shattered situation like here, this shattered universe as a whole and you return it and restore it to make it come back out and develop and express what it was always having a potential to express which is that it's just the raw elements that are being pulled out to, to express the completed universe and it's the energy of Bina, of Teshuva. Bina is being the motherly concept which grows the fetus in the womb, the motherly concept which causes the universe to develop and be born. That is itself called repentance or return, which builds the world because it's returning the world back to a state of repair after a shattering or a brokenness. That is, that is in a sense, the ultimate driving force is called repentance, as Ralph Cook would tell us. And the first specific action of this repentance, this whole, this universal repentance, this universal return and restoration is through the energy of kindness, of giving and expansion, which is the famous let there be light. And so that is what the verse says. God said, let there be light. So it's fascinating though, because the very, very deep image, he's not totally spelling this out, but he's hinting to it, is the the and, the and the Kabbalists are telling us that the situation of the broken universe is sort of like a two-dimensional, ethereal black hole of non-existence, which yet is f- full of the broken shards of potential for any experience. The image then of the light, of kindness, of let there be light, being identified with the concept of the right arm, the right arm which expands out and extends out to give to another. This is the image of, of extension, of expansion into three dimensions, such that you have The shattered, broken, dead vessels in the abyss, in the tahom, in the deep abyss of non-being, like a a black, empty, ethereal space that appears completely void and empty, like there's nothing there, yet everything is there in potential, it's just nothing is connecting with anything else, and so it looks black and pitch empty, gaping emptiness. Why? Because nothing is connecting with anything else to make anything appear. But when this right arm of kindness gets involved it makes all of the creatures which are now in a shattered, blank, vacuum state start to emerge very, very deep, very, very deep, extremely deep, what this is saying. Because think about it in an analogy. You have ten individuals who right now are really, really poor. These ten individuals could get together to start really growing capital and wealth. They really could start creating a lot of, of opportunity and earning a lot of money and creating a lot of value. They just need an investment. They need an investor. This light this of kindness is like the investor. So while they're in the, they're ten people alone, poor, destitute, they have nothing to get started, um, when, when they get the investment, when, when, the, when the right hand of kindness extends out and invests, energy, money, life, and gives them a start. Now they have something to work with. Now they start interacting with each other, and they start building something beautiful, a business, a community, whatever. Now their state of being empty, non-existent, stuck, like, like, I'm not, like they're not even here, they're not doing anything, they're not making anything, now that they get the investment... They start building beautiful structures, building beautiful existences. And that's sort of like how now Hashem reinvests His kindness, extends His right arm with the light, the light of life, into this broken scene, and now things start to appear. Amazing, amazing. Baruch Hashem. We'll continue.